Welcome to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with Rebecca Hall Greider. In our program each week, we provide the tools, ideas, and encouragement to help you move ahead on your journey, becoming a more powerful and impactful woman in your own life. Now here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. Excited to be connecting in with you on the author's journey, where we talk with amazing best-selling authors, and they pull back the curtain and really share why they were led to bring a book forward and what was that like and some of the decisions that they made in that and what they learned along the way. And they take a moment to share the wisdom, insight, and experience with us so that we can learn how to bring our powerful messages and books forward. So I'm excited to have you all joining us today. I know you're going to love our amazing guest and learning all about him, his powerful book, and um, some great insight of what he discovered in bringing his first book forward and what that was like. But let's take a moment so you can get the most out of our time together today. So let's take a breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth like through a straw. Beautiful. Keep taking some nice breaths in. And as you're doing that, I encourage you to become fully present. This is a time for us to pour into you, for you to receive, to um, gain wisdom, tips and insights, as well as slow down a little bit so you can actually be present and receive and listen to the insights that will bubble up from within you too as we talk about the different things we're going to be talking about today. I really want you to get some great tips and insights to support you on your journey because for anyone out there that feels a pull on your heart and your spirit to bring something forward, to share a message, to bring that book forward, it's because the message, the content, the information is needed. That's why you feel that pull. And we want to empower you to be able to bring your message forward. So I hope you find our conversation powerful um, and insightful. I encourage you to have a piece of paper or notepad nearby so you can write thoughts down as they come. Because uh, sometimes those thoughts move so fast, they kind of come in and out and we forget. <laughs> so capture some of them, really put them down on paper so that you can take action on what you're going to learn today. So again, I'm just thrilled to have you joining us as we lean into the conversation and I'm calling this show, I'm calling it Superpowered for Success. We want you superpowered for your success to bring your message and your content forward. Let me introduce our amazing guest. His name is Michael LaVista. He's a number one international bestselling author. CEO of Caxi Interactive, a Chicago-based software development firm that works with fintech, manufacturing, healthcare, HR tech, nonprofit, and startup companies to create outcome-based software. Over the past 20 years, he has acted in a strategic advisory role to dozens of CIOs, CTOs, and CEOs, and is absolutely passionate about helping you tap into your superpowers. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful and dynamic Michael LaVista to the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Rebecca. As always, that was such a fantastic uh, introduction. I need to record it and play it wherever I go. 
Oh, well, well, thank you, and you are very welcome. I'm thrilled to have you joining us today. And I wanted to start our conversation because I know you have so much on your plate. There's so much that you're doing out in the world to um, lift up others and make a difference in the work that you do. And yet in all of that, you felt this, this calling to um, bring a book forward. So do you mind sharing a little bit about how that came to be and why you decided to add that to the plate? Sure thing. Uh, so, you know, you're right. So I, I do have a lot going on. Uh, and, you know, in addition to what you've already mentioned, you know, family and personal, all these other things going on. Um, I probably first got the idea to start doing a book about maybe five years ago. And it was because I felt like I was accumulating all this this information about um, kind of what I was doing in my professional life that I felt I could help people. And the primary thing that I thought I could help with is I was, I was making so many mistakes, um, as an entrepreneur that I would love the idea I had in my head is I would love to save other entrepreneurs a decade of time, um, of being stubborn and not listening and not learning that I think I waste. So I, I felt like mm-hmm. I had this, this urge to help people who had, who were starting out on the journey that I had gone through, uh, and to create that book. And so I started working on um, a book then, and uh, the book was really, in a, in a way, sort of like a, I guess maybe like a how-to manual on how to create and, and run an age small agency like mine. Um, mm-hmm. And when I got sort of near the end, I started looking, okay, great, now I've got all this content. I probably need to go through the process of getting out there in the world. And I brought on an editor and a team, and um, uh, one of the first things that the editor uh, uh, did as she read my my manuscript was she goes, this is um, an interesting pile of information, but it's not really a book. And, um, and further that, and I think this sort of goes to um, what I think makes my, the, the book I ended, I ended up writing next more successful. He goes, she, I was talking to her and she said, you know, we really need to figure out like, who's your audience. And I think if there's one piece of advice that I take away from this experience, that I, I didn't think hard enough about on, on the, the failed book idea. I just started writing with no real, um, without a specific strategic audience in mind. So I had an, an audience in mind of kind of people like me. Um, but really, the, 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 one of the main reasons I wrote the book is I want to help, um, help people, but also maybe help my business. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, the, the book I ended up writing was really more about um, the customers that I serve every day. So it was more in parallel with the work I do every day as opposed to this how-to manual. And that, I think, ended up being a much more um, compelling book, a more valuable book to um, to people that I was already serving. So hopefully that sort of answers how I how I jumped in the pool. That's That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate that, you know, first draft that you wrote was was lots of great information, um, but that it wasn't really focused in in necessarily a way that would serve the audience and really getting clarity around that. And um, I, I dropped my pen. I was so excited. I wanted to write down a couple of those <laughs> tips. <laughs> so I hope that emphasizes um, some, some of what you were sharing. And I think that's really great to have clarity of who you want to serve with this book and and what are some of your goals is it to help your business is it to serve some of the clients that you serve is it positioning what are some of the things that you are wanting to happen as a result of bringing the book forward and that really gives it focus and um and then you can make sure that this great content ties into um, the overall mission and message of the book is there anything you'd add to that as you discovered that and brought it forward you know, I think the um, 
really, and we we'll get into like what the the, the mechanism of how I produce the content is. I also think there's another idea in there, which was that I really felt like I had to know exactly what the book was when I started, and mm-hmm. what I learned is that. Um, the book sort of told me what it was going to be over time. And so over time, doing research, um, for my book, I interviewed about 75 people. Um, interestingly, only about a third of them made the book, which is another thing we can dig into. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 felt, I felt like the idea of what the book was going to be changed significantly from start to publish date in a way that in a way that it should have changed. So, you know, I, I felt like had I stuck to the original uh, idea that I had in a rigid way, um, it would have been a much less interesting book, much less genuine, much less, you know, um, coming from, you know, what were, what I've learned in my experiences. And I sort of, I, I allowed the information I was gathering to, um, to sort of tell me what the book needed to be. And then I think it did. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing and allowing that to become. I know one of the things um, when we're working with authors, we often advise is to wait to write the open and the close until the content is complete (laughs) because it evolves. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I think that um, is brilliant um, that you had a plan, you had direction, but you allowed research and discovery to help um, finalize what it would become. And you listened to that. And mm-hmm. I think that's really, really powerful. Um, yeah. Great. We are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to think about some of what Michael has already shared with us about his journey and bringing it forward and kind of the first experience and then what he learned from that. And when we come back, we're going to dig into a little bit about those interviews and why he decided to interview people and um, how he selected the interviews that ended up in the book or the content that did. We'll look forward to talking to you in just a moment. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Explore the poetry of Sam Yao. His book of poems, Soul's Journey, is a number one international bestseller. Sam is a contemporary poet with a unique and highly relatable poetic style to convey the essence of spiritual truths for our time. Readers will find beauty, inspiration, and healing in his words. Get his book, Soul's Journey, today on Amazon.com or visit SamYaoPoetry.com. That's SamYaoPoetry.com. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed having an opportunity to really think about some of what Michael has been sharing with you. And I love this idea of making sure you know who the book is for, having clarity around that and writing that and some of your goals with the book. I think thinking about that as you begin the content, so you have a bit of focus and direction. And then I love the the brilliance of allowing as you write and as it evolves to be open to what you discover and what really is truly called to be part of the book and, and what isn't that you allow that to evolve and become. And I think that's powerful because it is, it starts to become a living type of organization, organism, organism, there we go, organism that you're growing and you're getting ready to bring into the world. And so I think it's really powerful to allow it to grow and to become. And with that, one of the things you mentioned in the opening segment was about interviewing people. Excuse me, I have a frog in my throat this morning. Mm. Oh, um, you mentioned that uh, you had interviewed people and that affected the content and some of those interviews ended up in the book and some didn't. And so I wanted to take a moment and have you share the title of your book and just a little snapshot of it. And then if you could expand on that as to um, why you decided to enter to do interviews and how did those become um, and not become part of your book? Sure. So the title of the book is Superpowered, Seven Leadership Superpowers Technology Executives Can Use to Grow a More Engaged, Tech-Driven, and Profitable Organization. And uh, at a high level, um, it's about seven concepts that I saw as differentiators that really successful technology executives sort of used and employed, um, and that maybe the ones who weren't as successful didn't. And this goes go back to this idea that um, I, the book sort of told me what it was uh, what it was going to be. Um, I didn't know that that was going to be the book when I started. And in fact, mm. the reason I started doing interviews to get to that question is that um, I kind of wanted to test the idea of. Um, what I had originally started out with by talking to people. So I figured, okay, if my audience is going to be CIOs, CIOs, CTOs, let's maybe get in touch with some that maybe I know and say, okay, we get this idea. Um, tell me about your career, what you learned, et cetera. And I interviewed maybe five or six people, and these were all uh, in the nitty-gritty you know, recorded on Zoom so I could you know, transcribe them and kind of go back to them, et cetera. And a couple surprising things happened as a part of those interviews. I got a bunch of great ideas about the kinds of things that made up these really good leaders. And then they introduced me to other people who they thought I should talk to. And so it became a um, sort of a, um, you know, a, a doubling of opportunities with every call because not only was I talking to that person, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. they would refer me to somebody else. And um, when I when I say that a lot of the interviews made the book and some of them didn't, um, the, the ones that didn't fell sort of in the two categories. And in one case, um, you know, I, I talked to a number of people maybe who weren't in, in that role as I was experimenting with ideas, uh, or, or maybe the topics that we, um, you know, covered in our conversation ended up not really being applicable to this idea of these seven core superpowers. 
And I'd say that sort of the, the untold story that, that probably I can't ever tell, but only in, by referencing it like this, is that maybe about a third of the interviews um, and, you know, sort of half of the ones that didn't make the book were sort of examples of what didn't work. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I would never want to call someone out in the book, but in, in seeing how, how a company either got stuck or plateaued or couldn't figure something out or, you know, really just never move forward, um, that was in stark contrast to these other leaders who I interviewed who had these amazing stories of breakthroughs and amazing mindsets and how they learned and how they grew and all these kind of things. And so I chose to just focus on the ones that were the positive stories. And when, um, you know, I'd gotten through a good portion of them, let's say two-thirds of them, I got to a point where we had this massive content, and uh, it was all sort of pointing toward, boy, it looks like there's a bunch of core skills that people have. Um, how can we chop those up? And so we, you know, we, we looked at all the interviews, all the content, and said, well, really, these seven are the, are the, the most interesting, the most core, you know, drive the most value, et cetera. And then... You know, again, having you know seventy-five hours basically of content, uh, spoken content, you know, transcribed. We then just pulled stories and, and wove a um, the sort of narrative through them um, that was held together by my narrative. In fact, one of the things I started to worry about was in interviewing all these people: is this is going to be like a book of essays where people tell their stories? And the answer was no. And really, the story of the book is the story of me arriving at these seven superpowers. I hope. And kind of how, you know, where I struggled, what my breakthrough was, what ended up happening, and then sort of tossing it to little bits of interviews from, um, or, you know, stories from those interviews. And that wasn't something, that structure, that idea, those seven core ideas, even the, the idea of unifying it that way, um, wasn't anything I dreamed of on day one. And it really just sort of presented itself um, as we did the interviews. And I think you know part of part of your other question is you know why do interviews in the first place? Um, I always sort of knew that it would be great to have some of these people write some of the book for me in a way, and mm-hmm. have them tell in an authentic voice their own voice about their own story would probably be more compelling than me just um, you know rambling on only about my story. And I think that sort of ended up really working well. Well, and I was thinking as you're sharing that, just a, a few few thoughts about it. I mean, one, what powerful connections and relationships you got to build with sure. ideal people to build it with for your purpose of creating the book. Uh, so that's great. You started to build that that rapport and relationships. I think that's brilliant. And I love that you chose out of, you know, 75 hours of content and data, you didn't just like throw everything in, you really looked for um, what yeah. is the story to, that you're choosing to tell in this and what are the pieces that are supportive of that. And then being mindful of how you're positioning people and companies and organizations and really choosing the pieces to bring forward, I think is, mm-hmm. is powerful. Cause sometimes we just, we work so hard getting all this content. We just want to include all of it and it becomes right. a very long, weighty, heavy book that can be hard to navigate through. And yours is very easy to navigate through and very powerful. So I love that you did that and you weren't afraid to go through all the content and make those choices. Anything you would add to that or suggest for listeners who maybe have lots of great content or it's hard to make those decisions, things that helped you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, um, I don't know who this quote is from, but someone has a quote, something along the lines of, if I had more time, I would have written you a shorter letter. Mm. Um, The idea being that um, it's really easy just to throw a bunch of words on a page and just, you know, spit out all your ideas. 
but the real artistry and value comes in um, the careful pruning and editing of what you've created and kind of making it tighter, making it more true to your original purpose, et cetera. And, um, you know, I, I think probably the first draft of the book might have been twice as long. And I, I've got advice from a, a, presentation, a presentation coach a long time ago that, who said, if you're ever working on a PowerPoint, when you're done, go back and take half the slides out. And then after you do that, go back and take half the slides out again. Mm-hmm. And I think that that distilling um, really helps you focus your idea and, and you know, uh, get through the rambling. And, again, thinking about audience, um, you don't want someone to get bored or see that you're meandering or off topic. It's, I think really being uh, a tighter, shorter book is probably better than sort of a tome, a one-piece one kind of kind of book. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And the other thing I I wanted to make sure we talked about today, so I love the idea of the interviews and connections and that importance of pruning down, of tightening, of really making the message clear and and powerful. Less is more and and impactful um, and helps people understand, distill your message. So I think those are really, really great uh, insights and tips. Um, The cover, cover is really important when we are looking at bringing our book forward. I know in a previous interview Mm -hmm. we had on um, empowering women, transforming lives, we talked a little bit about your cover and I wanted to bring um, some thoughts to our audience today to share, you know, how you came up with your cover design, what the vision was, and how how was it received? What are your thoughts about it? Sure, um, it's funny. It was a, it was a really interesting journey. So <clears throat> I feel like the um, the idea of the superhero came about during the writing of the book, and I actually just thought about this. Um, I think in the last day or two, I remembered that there was a version of my company's website about ten years ago where we we brought the idea of a superhero. Um, to the brand. It, it didn't end up being used, but the idea that um, everyday people have these like amazing superpowers that you don't know until you, you know, um, put them in the right context and let them shine. So that was, that was an idea that kind of like I, I, I wrapped up into this book and the, the idea that anyone can do this. Like you, these aren't things that are beyond you. These are, you know, um, these are things you can do uh, if, if you just practice at them. Um, and so my knee jerk um, idea of, of the superpowered cover was a superhero. And, and, uh, you know, if you, uh, you know, had comic books as a kid, there's sort of a vision of like a Superman kind of uh, figure there. And one of the things that initially struck me was I didn't like the idea of, uh, of it being really limited to, you know, a man and whatever, you know, race or whatever we, we depicted that, that person on the cover, I really wanted it to be applicable, widely applicable to anyone who could possibly imagine it. And so was it a group of superheroes? That became confusing. And then my artist uh, came up with this great idea that is the uh, idea we have now, which is um, employing sort of the Batman, Pow, Kablamo, uh, Starburst ideas um, (laughs) superimposed over um, sort of a cartoon rendering of a downtown set of buildings. And the idea being that, you know, somewhere in these boardrooms, these uh, tech superheroes are you know, applying their wares and, you know, uh, doing all this great work. And it, it brought the idea, it, it made it sort of more completely broadly applicable. And I thought that was a really great, uh, great twist. And also really unique. You know, you look at a lot of business books and they um, kind of have a similar look to them. I imagine on a bookshelf, this will be the only one that looks like it's a Batman uh, cartoon book. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And as it's brought forward, it is, it's very distinctive and it has a little bit of a, you know, that playful vibe to it as well. Yeah. Um, filled with powerful content. And when it was released, you did a, a best-selling campaign and it mm-hmm. became a number one international best-selling book at 40 categories, eight number ones in multiple countries. Just to me, that's a testament to how it was brought forward that the cover the content, the message, all of that was aligned in a really powerful way to be received that way so quickly. Um, So what was that like as people have started to um, read the book they got and lean in? What are some of the feedback or comments or things that you have heard um, that people have experienced in your book? Well, so one of the most surprising and humbling um, things that happened, and this may be common to all, uh, all authors, and I'm just welcoming myself to the club, um, but I started to get unbidden text messages and Facebook and LinkedIn messages from people who had bought the book and took a picture of themselves opening the box, holding the book, so kind of like uh, you know, proving or having that unboxing experience with me together. Uh, and I probably mm-hmm. got about 50 of those, and it was pretty incredible. Wow. And from all over, um, uh, I, I feel like one of the things that a book will do for you uh, as an author for this audience listening now, um, people in your life will crawl out of the woodwork to support you on this. And it's it's mm-hmm. humbling and amazing, and you know, you've got uh, family and family in different parts of the country, and you've got um, you know people from clubs and colleges and high school and old jobs and current and you know networking and all these different groups like oh they won't notice they won't care everybody notices everybody cares and especially for that one that one week when it's out you know even just um, I coach my son's football team and uh, I think uh, the the week it the week it came out we had a game two days later and as I was walking on the field. I don't know, 10 people from the stadium are yelling, that's the author. Can I get a signed copy? Like it's, wow. it's a very noticeable mm. splash uh, that you don't, uh, that maybe you're not, you, you hope for, but you don't expect that people will notice and everybody notice. That was really um, a great experience and uh, continues to do so. Mm. Well, congratulations again on your your powerful success, and I'm so glad you're having um, just that continued response um, in being celebrated and connected with and and seen in that way. It's so powerful, I think, as as a person um, and as an author, and with all the the reasons you brought the book forward. Uh, that's really special. So I'm I'm so glad that is your experience and continues to to ripple out from there. Well, we are getting ready to go to our next commercial break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to think about some of what Michael has shared with us and perhaps adding interviews and that process to your book process and bringing it forward and really being willing to distill down your message, being willing to cut things out. Maybe that's part of another book. Um, project two, book two, book three, right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be gone, but really selecting what is called to be part of this book and this message. And then thinking about your cover and, and being willing to think outside of the box and really have your unique cover and imprint, you know, play around with that. And we'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just a moment. your world. 
world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Explore the poetry of Sam Yao. His book of poems, Soul's Journey, is a number one international bestseller. Sam is a contemporary poet with a unique and highly relatable poetic style to convey the essence of spiritual truths for our time. Readers will find beauty, inspiration, and healing in his words. Get his book, Soul's Journey, today on Amazon.com or visit SamYaoPoetry.com. That's SamYaoPoetry.com. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back, everyone. I hope you took some great notes and um, had some beautiful downloads that you can start to take action on in bringing your book and your content and information forward. And we touched lightly on how Michael had selected to do a best-selling campaign and really um, take those steps to to bring the book forward. And then as the book was received, how um, powerful that was and some of those connections that came forward and even in rippling over into his, his personal life and um, getting to be seen in that way and um, honoring that and celebrating that. So I hope that you find a way as you bring your book forward to honor and celebrate each of those steps and hold space for all that you're looking to bring forward. I wanted to make sure as we go into our final segments here that um, we have Michael share again the full title of the book and where to get it in case you are leaning in and wanting your copy as well as the best way to connect with him. And then we have a couple more tips we're going to share. So Michael, can you share the full title again and the best way for them to find their copy today if they're wanting to lean in and get it? Okay. Uh, it's, uh, the name of the book is Superpowered, Seven Leadership Superpowers Technology Executives Can Use to Grow a More Engaged, Tech-Driven, and Profitable Organization. Um, it's on Amazon, uh, but if you'd like to go to the book's website at makemesuperpowered.com, that'll have the link to the, the spot on Amazon you can get it. Uh, and there's also an accompanying podcast you can get there uh, as well. Oh, I love that. I didn't know about that site. I mean, uh, that's great. <laughs> I love that yeah. you have that that created. And if they're wanting to connect with you as well, is that the best site to go to, to connect deeper yeah, with you? Yeah, I think there's, a, there's an email connection there. And uh, my mm-hmm. company website is caxy.com, C-A-X-Y.com. That's my software development company. And there's 
plenty of uh, ways to get me there. Uh, and then on Twitter, I'm just uh, Michael LaVista. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I want everyone to be able to connect with you further for those who are feeling um, that poll that they're able to do so. And then I wanted to reflect back on the journey and you shared a, a couple of surprises that you had along the way. Um, so I'm curious if there are any other surprises or tips or advice as you reflect back on the journey that um, you would share with our listeners today. Um, as they are on their journey. So one of the things um, that I would say uh, is important that I didn't do is that uh, I didn't seek out a person like you, Rebecca, until um, whatever comes after the 11th hour, like one half second before midnight uh, is when I decided I needed to do something about uh, promoting the book. And so there's some, there's being deliberate about every, every part of the book from who it's for, uh, you know, um, why it matters, um, how you're going to write it, who your team is. Um, you know, if you're going to do an, an, an audio book, if you're going to do, you know, all these other formats, you know, how you'll promote it, where all that kind of stuff. I felt like I, um, in retrospect, the way I've described it is I was so focused on finishing it and really talking about, like, once you, once you talk about that you have this thing and you're going to be done on whatever days you're going to be done, um, it, it diminishes your effort if you then say, oh, wait, I need to delay a month for this. Oh, I need three months for this. Oh, I need six months for that. So I feel mm -hmm. like um, as I'm starting to think about a second book, which I'm going to do, that um, a lot of what I learned was there are a lot of components to the book. And as a first-time author, I'd say reach out um, to people who've done this before, been on this journey, to figure out what are all the things that you forget about. And so, you know, my professional life as a software developer, there are millions of things that people forget about when trying to think about what to do with an app. And that's a lot of the value that we can bring to, to that conversation. Same goes for this. Um, there is, put it, put it another way, there's a lot more to it than simply um, hitting save for the last time on the Word document. There's a lot more that goes to it, and I, I did not pay attention to that. And, and now I feel like I know a lot more. The second one, I hope, will be faster and more uh, efficient that way. Great. I, I love that because it always there are always more steps and things always take a little bit longer um, yeah. than we think because that goes on like behind the scenes. It's not the part we're necessarily as involved right. in. So I think that's that's great, great information and advice. So I think checking in with uh, your possible team and experts and formats and the things you want earlier than you think you need them versus later um, so that you can plan and kind of have choices in those plans um, versus fewer options. So it gives you more. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about this um, second book. So you have an upcoming book project that you're working on. Is there yeah. anything about that that you would like to share so our listeners can be learning from you, but also watching and perhaps um, making sure they're paying attention for when that may be coming yeah. out? Well, so I think one of the really interesting things that came out of uh, the first book process, and I think this is probably true of a lot of creative processes, that as, you, as you're working on something, there may be some things that end up on the cutting floor, um, but then you might look at some of those and say, you know what, that actually might be its own idea separate from this that we can work on later. And so I, I came up with a bunch of those, but the one that we're going to work on, as I mentioned, I, <clears throat> I interviewed a lot of people who ended up being the audience here. And so my, my intended audience for this book are, technology executives, either like in the CIO or CTO role. Mm -hmm. But before I figure that out, um, I interviewed a lot of CEOs also, just, again, not being totally sure um, who it was that I was going to be talking to. 
And so the uh, when what I decided was, you know, actually, I think the where where my business is going, and to, if the business can serve the or if the book can serve the business, um, where my my company is going is serving more at the CEO and board level. And so mm-hmm. I took a lot of the ideas I got from having interviewed CEOs on the first try um, uh, to to be more what this book is about. So <clears throat> so the new book, at least for now, and as we've talked about, is subject to change, is going to be mm-hmm. leadership superpowered. And oh, my nice. core audience, I'm looking, I'm looking for people who want to take their company to a billion dollars. And so, mm-hmm. so you know, obviously, so I'm going to be looking for CEOs who are at maybe a hundred million as a as a middle of the bell curve, and their mm-hmm. their growth trajectory is going to take them to a billion dollars. And so, I want to interview people who have either gotten there and have stories to tell, or who are working on it. And has some some lessons learned there because that's a lot of the work that, that we do here at our company. So that's I think you know the the first book you know taught me a lot about structure and process and what to do and all this content, and also left me with a lot of really great ideas I could use for follow up uh, books and and that's how this one started. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. I think that's great. So um, pay attention to what's on the cutting room floor when we do that distilling yeah. down and um, see if that is being called forward and can move in a powerful direction um, so that it all serves. And there's so much that when you start creating and be and are open that can be brought forward in really powerful ways. Well, that's that's just great. I appreciate you sharing. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about your upcoming book that you'll be bringing forward. And I just wanted to have you one more time share your contact information for anyone that uh, wants to lean in, if you don't mind sharing those couple of sites again uh, for anyone who missed it the first time. Mm -hmm. So the book's website is makemesuperpowered.com, and I believe there's contact information there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can easily get me on Twitter at uh, my handle is Michael LaVista, L-A-V-I-S-T-A. And my company's website is caxi.com, C-A-X-Y.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations on your number one international best-selling book. And we are looking forward to the next. And and actually, do you have a target time of year? that, Or is it too early to say in the project? It's probably too early to say, but there's nothing okay. like a publicly confessed deadline to get it done. So I'm going to shoot to have it out um, next year at this time. Okay. I love that. So next year, uh, fourth quarter, we're going to be looking yep. forward to seeing that that come to the world. That's exciting. So we are supporting you in that. We'll be watching and are excited to see how it evolves and uh, comes forward and is celebrated in the world. Uh, listeners, I want to thank you for joining us today as well. I hope you found this interview insightful and you've gotten some great tips and know that we are always here to support you as well. If you ever want to have a conversation and explore, you know, what your team might look like and what are options out there, feel free to reach out. You can set up a time at meetwithrebecca.com, meetwithrebecca.com, and I'll be happy to have a conversation and support you on your journey. Have an amazing week, and I look forward to seeing each of you taking steps to bring your powerful books forward. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us this week for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, with a replay on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a beautiful week, and may you always bloom where you're planted and shine.